Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you, as always, for stopping by and listening to my podcast. It's a pleasure having you as my listeners. Today, I have a returning guest. It doesn't happen very often, but I've got the delightful Adele Johnson with me today. And uh, I'm going to do my normal thing. I'm going to hand over to Adele because she can introduce herself and then we'll get cracking. How does that sound, Adele? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. So yes, I am Adele Johnston. I'm the menopause coach. You will find me uh, as Adele Johnston on Instagram and on LinkedIn. You will also find me on Facebook and you can head on to adelejohnstoncoaching.com if you want to have a chat about anything in particular menopause related. But yes, so Sarah and I have known each other for a number of years now. Yeah, I'm a certified nutritionist, a certified positive psychology coach and a certified trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. And it's been a bit of a journey over the course of the last few years, pulling all of those and curating all of those core elements into how I work with ladies all around the world. It's a beautiful journey. That is one long list, Adele. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, really uh, impressive. It's incredible how time sort of disappears, isn't it? Because, yeah, the time we've we've known each other, but... We've mm-hmm. more recently come together on a uh, on the My Dad Thinks I'm a Fairy book project. So if there were 10 authors, weren't there, all, all contributing a chapter. And uh, so I guess we ought to just, if we touch on that to start with. And uh, yeah, how did you find the How did you find that journey, actually? That would be quite an interesting take in terms of getting yeah. involved in the, in the book projects. I have, for me, I found it enlightening. <laughs> I remember actually Serena, who was the kind of lead author on this. It was her kind of concept and idea. She'd reached out before she'd even really put the wheels in motion to say, look, I'm thinking about doing this. I was like, do you know what? I would totally write a chapter for that if, you know, when, when it's co-authored. And I think that there, everybody has the reasons for doing these things, right? And I've always said everyone has a book in them. We just have to know the right time to write it. So from mm-hmm. doing my chapter, the whole idea behind it was actually you know, get quite vulnerable, get quite raw with the journey that you've had. And I shared a bit about how my own menopause journey, so I went through early perimenopause at 36. I started to notice symptoms, but I was 37 when I had that confirmation of early perimenopause. I stay away from saying diagnosis because it makes it sound like an illness or a disease that we have. So Mm -hmm. the confirmation of perimenopause at 37, I'm nearly 39 now. So it's been a few years in that journey. I was one in 10 or I am one in 10 who leaves their corporate career as a result of menopause symptoms. The unfortunate thing for me was there wasn't any agreement. Um, The request was made, but there wasn't any agreement for support. So I had no other option but to resign based on the fact that one of my core values in life is my health. So health came before money. Health came before career. It was black and white. It was plain sailing from there. So I wrote about that. I expressed what the journey kind of felt like from being inside the corporate wheels to then coming outside the corporate wheels when the perimenopause situation and my health value was put into to question really. Um, and came out the other side then and have been over 12 months now in full-time self-employment as a menopause coach business owner. 
And I think what's really, really interesting and exciting about this is it was only when I started to write out the story that I was like, holy hell, that's been some journey. We don't <laughs> take enough time to sit back and reflect. And it really, really forced me into this discomfort of reflection. So, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Discomfort, but good. It's really interesting, isn't it? It's really insightful. When you start to sort of chart what you have done in your life and what you've been through, and I'd encourage all the listeners to do exactly the same. So even, you know, whatever situation you're in at the moment, if you feel like you're going through something challenging or you're going through a difficult time in your life, look back at what you've done and what you've been through and what you've survived and look at the techniques that you've put into place to get through all that. And actually, if you've been through that, you'll get through what you're going through now. But it's all about, for me, you know, and it what popped into my head at the time, because I work very intuitively, instinctively, you know, the whole point of that happening for you was to take you into, and I can't say this word, a different trajectory, different direction. I can't say trajectory. <laughs> <Yeah>, you <laughs> said it, like yeah. and I can't say that either. <laughs> These things happen. This point of overwhelm is usually a point of sort of breakthrough. And that was your opportunity to break through and do what you're doing because you really are now in sort of so mm. alignment with your your path, your, you know, your passions yeah. and your talents. And obviously that that evolved from that point, from that experience. And because you're doing what you're doing, you know, you've educated yourself, you've created qualifications, you've got people working with you and for you, helping deliver this important information to women and men you know mm. about you know what it is the menopause is about and you know as we've previously discussed and if you'd like to look back I had recorded an episode with Adele I think it was it's one of the earlier ones somewhere between I don't know about probably around number 10 or something like that I can't remember but you know there's you've, Adele goes into full detail mm-hmm. about what it all meant so it would be definitely worth sort of referring back to the gory details as well <laughs> that, uh, um it's understanding that and because that knowledge is power and uh, like I uh, well, I heard on the radio this morning that a survey in the in England had gone out, um, and a hundred thousand women had replied, and eighty five percent of them weren't happy or aren't happy with the level of healthcare d- that's focused on women specifically. And they're talking about you know educating people, or educating children in schools about women's health because you know we're one half of the population, aren't we? I mean, let's face it, you know our health is important, and mm. what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And it impacts careers like your career Um, Mm. and people that I work with on a a coaching perspective, you know, women in the sort of 40s and 50s, you know, I say it all too often that that is impacting their Mm -hmm. career choices. So, you know, you you work very much and educate them. And in, in the chapter, obviously, that's what you talk about your journey. So which we've just alluded to. But how do you help people now, Adele? I mean, obviously, having gone through that journey you're absolutely right it's kind of given me and shown me the pathway to my purpose and I feel very blessed and grateful that uh, you know in my late 30s I've actually found that Um, so I am very very blessed for that reason but I would say that being kind of frontline and experiencing early perimenopause was very disruptive for me for myself my body my connection with my husband and my children my corporate career obviously took a really bad suffering and I'm not alone. I'm, I'm, you know, it says one in 10 is the statistic, but I would be quite shocked if it actually remains that way when we actually start doing some proper research in this space. So it doesn't surprise me that statistic this morning that you've mentioned around women in England, 
if we include the whole of the UK into that and we really pull in, you know, um, Wales and Scotland and Ireland into that as well, we would actually discover that predominantly most of the population of women across the whole of the UK are not are not happy with it. And the education mm-hmm. in schools, I've got two young girls, they're twins, they're 11. So they've just finished up at primary school now. And in their latter part of primary seven, they had an education around well, we say education lightly, and you know I'll stand by this statement. Yeah. <laughs> use a loose phrase, yes. Yeah, loose phrase indeed. Um, where the girls came home and said, "Mum, we were getting taught today about periods and about sex, and you know all of these where babies come from." And I says, "Oh, brilliant! What did you learn?" And one of my daughters, Clara, said, "Nothing really." And I said, "What do you mean by nothing really?" She says, "Well, we got taught about how like we'll have a, a monthly bleed." But because I educate them already, they've known for years about periods. They've known where babies come yes. from. Yes. You know, they understand. They could have probably run the run the education class themselves, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And she says, Mum, the teacher talked a bit about testosterone, hormones. And Clara said, and I put my hand up and said, oh, my mum uses that. And she said that the teacher's face was really confused. And I said, yeah, well, do you know why that is, darling? It's because a lot of people are not aware and it's not their fault but, you know, part of me was a bit kind of like, if they're going to teach it, teach it properly. Yeah, educate. Mm-hmm. Don't just pick little bits and feed it in. So I'm very passionate about women being educated in a space of however deep they want to go with that education. That's always their choice. But that's where we get full autonomy and empowerment and the decisions we take for our bodies. And one thing that I will say is GPs in the UK, and actually I've got clients in Australia and clients in America and over Europe, Europe not so bad, but in America, Australia, the UK, what we find is that GPs are not educated enough and they're actually quite frightened by the concept that they have to then navigate a a menopause or a hormonal imbalance um, support with Mm -hmm. women. So what we find is that they tend to either be very unwilling to support because they're frightened of it or that they tend to just want to write out prescriptions for things so that you can kind of go on your way but there's over you know 50 odd different preparations of hormone replacement therapies oh the gps are not educated in menopause care now Mm -hmm. i'm mentored by two i'm mentored by a private gp in the menopause space but also by an nhs gp So we get to see kind of and feel the inside of how these cogs work. And one of the Mm -hmm. one of the underlying, um, I suppose, complexities behind all of this is that in the 10 years that a GP will be educated and, and go through their studies, they do not receive any menopause education. They receive around two hours worth of, well, kind of say hormone education, but it's more to do with prescribing of the contraceptive so you know we're kind of in this this space just now where it's like well we can't blame our gps for not having the awareness when we turn up and they don't particularly know how to best support yes okay we've got gps general practitioners but they almost ought to be that almost like that triage level that properly Mm, filter people out so like you're saying if they've only had that amount of training Mm-hmm. That ought to generally that you know somebody coming in with those symptoms ought to then be signposted properly and fully to somebody that could properly help them. 
Yeah, and there's so many simple solutions to this, Sarah. It's unbelievable. You know, it's, it's about can we have core knowledge, so that the triage level knowledge for each GP, that if they then have this kind of, ooh, this, this sounds like it could be menopause related, we actually have a menopause support coach or specialist within our practice that yes. we're going to get you re-referred back Absolutely. out to. You know, it's as simple as that in, in that form. Um, but of course, that takes budget, it takes education, it takes commitment from the practice or the GP royal practice um I think it's just it's one of these things where it does just get a little bit there are some simple solutions but this is where I'm bridging the gap with it all so at the moment you alluded to this at the start where I've curated and and developed a certification which is called the menopause support coach certification so for anyone that's supporting women whether it's workplace whether it's coaches that are working with females and and and, well we'll say females because it's those with a female reproductive system um what's important with all of this is knowing that you can then be that triage for them so they don't need to be navigating through their gp in the early stages they can be supported by if you are their life coach or their business coach or their health coach and likely as well in the workplace We've had this intake for the certification. We've had beautiful um, show up rates for workplaces that are now educating their staff members to be in-house menopause support coaches. That's how we start oh, to bridge brilliant. the gap before we wait for any type of you know government funding or any type of parliamentary bills that are passed where you know eventually we will get there where menopause needs to be highlighted as a policy. We're not there yet. So this is where we all get to be, we get to be supportive to each other. This needs, it needs to change. It needs to change across the board, but it is about, you know, I don't want, the NHS is is an amazing thing, but I'm Mm. very much of an advocate. And I do think, and I've noticed this, oh gosh, I mean, I've observed stuff. I think I've always been observant. There's things that I've recognised and just sort of, Across the board, you know, I, I don't go down into specifics, but I see things from a bigger, from a sort of a, a, from a distance, if you like. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I go back to sort of like the 70s and the 80s and the culture was very much, it's taking responsibility away from people. We kind of lived through a very much of a nanny state and so many people became reliant upon, you know, other people for making their decisions, the NHS for looking after them, this person or what, you know, the, the whole sort of... The whole whole sort of ethos was, you know, you 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 can't look after yourself. You've got to you've got to go to somebody else to be looked after. Mm-hmm. And actually, responsibility comes always back to the self. You know, you for every everything that you do in life, your thoughts, words, actions, everything, you are responsible for you. If you start yeah. to blame other people for your issues, your problems, your this, that, and the other, you're just transferring that over because actually you have got the solutions. You can work things out. You can do it. We're all born in a way that we can, but it's the the, the sort of the years from zero to seven that we're, we're sort of educated in a way that we're told, you know, that then we're sort of absorbing it and we're learning and we, we get to understand and all of the stuff around us has created this, this area of, um, well, it's their fault, not mine. Well, it's how you respond to the situation. It's how you choose to respond. That's a good word, is choose. It's how you choose to respond mm-hmm. to all given scenarios and situations. So the situation, for instance, you found yourself in, you know, you could have gone rant, 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 rah, rah, rah mm-hmm. about the business, but actually you've seen it as an opportunity to educate yourself, to help other people and educate people. That is the key. So anybody who's listening has got those symptoms or knows anybody that does have those symptoms, it's about not just waiting for 
a healthcare professional to sort it out for you. Exactly. Do the work yourself. Research. Get in touch with Adele. Get in touch with people like it. You know, because the the information is there, but it, it will take some takes some finding it takes some uncovering it takes some research and this is true of everything in life now we're not just talking menopause but you know that's the situation we're in but likewise obviously i know it's not necessarily available to everybody to be like that you know i'm not i'm, 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 mm-hmm. saying, I'm saying that quite generalistic i know um because you know there are people that you know are vulnerable and they're, they're all of these things and that does need to be in place I mean we have a wonderful NHS but we need to be able to provide this information yes we do have to take autonomy in how we want our body's health to be we don't just have to accept that if a GP says no I'm sorry I can't help you that we just leave mm-hmm. so we are responsible exactly. for our own body's health that's entirely true I think the challenge that we've got is and I found this I mean I've been in this space for the last four years now um, working and researching mm-hmm. and, and pulling together my own knowledge bank but what I discovered very early on and why I started to curate this into really manageable understandable modules and lessons and you know I've now got the podcast the menopause coach podcast is purely on of the course. basis that women need to just have the black and white information we don't want to sift through and weed through I do all that so I weed through all the you know examine and PubMed articles the Lancet medical research you know I read all of that I am educated in that space wow. that, Adele I do feel yeah. that you're going to put a research paper together and become Dr Adele the menopause coach <laughs> oh, no. it's just come into my head that's that is next on your agenda I've just <laughs> I've prescribed it <laughs> yeah you're manifesting that but, you know, it's one of these things where we, we do just need to have really succinct, easy to understand information. And that is why I started to pull together this to say, do you know what, if I'm having to do this and I've got some knowledge in this space, can you imagine trying to get through this stage of life when actually you can barely function? You're barely getting out of your bed, let alone able to read research papers to determine what your next mm-hmm. steps are for your health. So. Yeah, we've got, I mean, there's a lot out there. What I would say is if you want to be able to do this and you're listening to this thinking, I don't want to become a, a support coach. I don't I don't need to be certified in it. Then I do actually have a beautiful five module self-study called Reclaim You. And it takes you through an education of what the menopause is, why we experience the symptoms we experience and what you can do to support your body. So again, these, you know, these are all, available and very 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 low cost so you just need to reach out if this sounds like something you want to be able to educate yourself on there's so much out there in my space and my team are always happy to help so this is why the podcast there the podcast free to listen to so we've got everything from free right through to paid yes, services exactly it's all and it's all about those levels of access isn't it mm, and then, you know the one yeah. thing i would say to anybody that is listening that investment that you take in yourself be it in the Mm -hmm. menopause zone or just in any area in life in general you know it's what it well it's what propels you forward it's what moves you forward i mean over the years when when you know we we refer back to the book and other stuff that i've done i look back at what i've actually done (laughs) yeah and the amount of sort of investment i've made you know from a financial 
perspective, from a time perspective, from, yeah. you know, a passion perspective, because, I you know, things jump in and dumb out at me. In fact, there's, uh, there's something I'm reading at the moment that <laughs> just, just randomly, for example, somebody put on a post on LinkedIn about wanting a book reviewed. Um, you know, mm. da, 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 da. And I thought, yeah, I said, I'll do that. I said, really interesting. She's an ex-helicopter pilot. Amazing. Um, who served in Afghanistan and Iraq. And, you know, she's, it's the book, she's talking about, it's not so much that journey, but she's, she picks up sort of bits about her helicopter journey. It's positive psychology again, basically what we're talking about and coaching. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even for me, I'm reading it through and I know the stuff, I get the stuff that she's talking about because I've done it and I've been there. And, but, you know, again, it's refreshing my mind. So I've taken, I've seized that opportunity to do this book review. I've got to get it done by Friday. So I've got like a hundred pages to read Mm -hmm. and, but it's you know it's reawakening stuff but it, on top you know behind that you know i've i've invested time and did a level 5 qualification performance coaching 10 years ago i've done you know put coaching with children coaching with horses i've done stuff with um coaching with horses and paul mckenna i've yeah because it's how this respond it's respond and react yeah. it's how you know it's tr- it's reward and treat and it's how they respond and they it's amazing it was absolutely brilliant a brilliant mm. day a br- brilliant module that we did with the people i trained with but that's just a snapshot of the stuff i've done yeah. on top of reading but it's that investment that you take in yourself if you want to move forward you know and if you want to educate yourself you know and if it's in alignment with the menopause that you mm. know in the zone that Dell works in you know whether you listen to her podcast or whether you listen to um so you sign up and you know buy something at a low level you invest further and you, it's something you want to do it's all about that investment in the self and it's what moves you forward in life yeah. you know, what up level you know that investment up levels you yeah, if you just, massively. If you keep doing what you're doing, that's fine. If you want to just stay still and in, and not embrace anything else, that's fine. If that's if that fits with you, that's fine. Yeah. But actually, life's a journey. Life's about mm-hmm. learning about ourselves, our mind, body, and spirit. And there's so much mm-hmm. out there. In fact, I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I've spoken. Obviously, it's the second time we've uh, we've recorded a podcast, and obviously yeah. had your book chapter, and there's other we've, we've been involved. <laughs> and known each other as you said you know for a number of years now it's like but I'm thinking well maybe I ought to be doing this as well I'm going oh I ought to because you know that knowledge but you know Adele and I have been talking about sort of this sort of collaboration because Mm -hmm. as you've alluded when women are Mm -hmm. leaving forced like you are to leave careers yeah because of the menopause that's an area of zone of genius that I've got that I can help people navigate that path because of my absolutely well my coaching skills but 34 years in the recruitment sector understanding the shortcuts you know there's there's so much that you know you go right this is what you can do people don't you know I had a conversation with somebody last week actually it was a bloke funnily enough but you know he's been out of the out of working (laughs) for anybody for like 30 years himself you know people aren't aware of what what's available and how you can look at things and from a different perspective but you know we yeah but when you're coming out of a career because of menopause you know helping somebody navigate that path from a professional career perspective whilst you're working with somebody from a health perspective because it's that whole that whole thing as I said mind body spirit so it definitely is I think this is it like you know I very much shake up the menopause space in a way that it's it's a beautiful opportunity, right? So people might listen to that and think that's crazy. There's a lot in the medical side that is very kind of upsetting to hear. You know, you hear a lot of things like it's a health risk, it's this, it's that, you know, you're going to have a really horrendous time. But actually, 
you are able to really, really reclaim yourself in your physical body and your emotional sense. So this is a great opportunity. It can be a beautifully vibrant time. And sometimes mm-hmm. we just need the tracks, right? This isn't about you're going to have to put in a lot of hard, heavy work for years on end. This is about, you know, what we do in Adele Johnston coaching is we pride ourselves within the first six months of working with a lady, of bringing her through and to show her 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 true potential. And that's everything from making sure that we have her body health foundations in place. We do a lot with health markers. It's very important that we appreciate and understand that we have one body. We don't get another one. And, uh, you know, one of my biggest values is what I refer to as life currency. It's our time every single day we're here. We don't get to borrow more time. We don't get to buy more time, but we can absolutely waste that time sitting in our pity parties, Mm -hmm. sitting in our moments of it's too hard. I don't feel well. And what we can do with that is we can stay there. And we can really waste that life currency or we can pull ourselves through and find somebody that can just help. And that might be the initial step you take is listening to a podcast or engaging on a conversation in DMs. And that's where the journey starts. And that's all it takes is just you taking that first step. Yeah. And interesting what we haven't touched on. And Mm -hmm. it's something that is part of that whole point of the menopause it's a woman's body changing it's the divine feminine it's the spiritual aspect of it as well it's embracing that it's women are our bodies are so vitally important to you know procreation and Mm -hmm. you know we are a spiritual being as well as you know we are we've got the physical body yeah and we've got the spiritual you know the spirituality that's within us because we you know we my my mindset is that we have the the body to have the human experience so the spirit sits within the body yeah i love that for the divine feminine yeah well it is you know but the divine feminine it's when you channel into that and you Mm -hmm. understand that this is part of our bodies changing as we we grow older and it's embracing mm-hmm. those at the age of, unfortunately we've had too much stuff pumped into us through um you know social media about this sort of perfect bloody model sort of image that you know mm. it's all but we're individuals we're unique individuals you know the sort of the aging of the skin for me shows wisdom it shows mm-hmm that we've had a life, that we have got experiences, that there is stuff to impart. But there's this sort of weird culture whereby youth is sort of like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. no lines, no creases, no nothing. Well, it's vacuous to me. You know, it's Mm -hmm. about... It's about embracing the essence of who you are, that that, that sort of groundedness. And that that is embracing the menopause as well. You know, it's embracing those changes that only we as women go through. You know, that's it's, it's a massive thing because it's a such a physic it's such a change to our physical body. You know, and all the things yeah. that we go through and we experience yeah. as a result of that. But if you embrace it rather than fight it, which is true of all things in life, you will mm-hmm. experience it in a completely different way. Yeah, so many opportunities. It's unbelievable. I mean, just to rattle off a few from what you're saying here. You know, I've got ladies who are very senior in their corporate careers, senior management, C-suite ladies and careers that are now, you know, making huge changes because they found their true self. We've got other ladies who are starting up businesses that they've always wanted to do when they're in their 50s now. And other ladies who have vastly improved their health markers, 
that they're now um, a couple of the ladies that I work with had medically induced menopause through breast cancer and they've actually just had their full mm-hmm. sign off from their um, consultancy teams to say you know what you've vastly added years to your life expectancy with what you've been doing so this is actually about being wow. our best possible self you know that's that's mm-hmm. what we we pride ourselves on doing here is we will help to unpick all of the sticky bits and you know really show you that yeah in menopause you get to be this vibrant sassy powerful female that you just never knew existed inside or you've always known is there but just not known how to bring her out that's what we do so it, com- it comes with a disclaimer no. you will disrupt your lifestyle because you are going to find your true self and it's very powerful yeah and it's brilliant it's brilliant I mean going through I mean I I, I have to say I mean I'll be 57 next birthday mm-hmm. and you know it part of I haven't put it on because I've, you've only got so many spaces but it's like <laughs> I want to put sass in people's ass you know it's like mm. you know, come on I mean my next photo shoot is going to be really disruptive one I'm going to be wearing sort of neoprene and latex in sort of business you know business environments and mm-hmm. sort of other stuff in other and it's just going to be great because I just want to say look just embrace who you are I mean I'm, I'm a size 14 I am not a size <laughs> I'm not a size 8 and I'm not 18 you know what but does it matter wear what you feel good in and bring some put yeah say put some sass in your ass be be the person you're meant to be and mm-hmm. you know corporate are going to big time lose out when all because there's so many so i mean we've had this it's been called a mass resignation so many people mm-hmm. and obviously a big chunk of women leaving leaving corporate leaving employment to go and do their own thing and it's there's just this you know, i say from with my recruitment business head on so i've got a re- recruitment business that i run you know as well as doing all the coaching stuff you know i see it i've observed it i mean i've seen so many changes since 1987 when i first started out but now this sort of massive shift this massive change and mm. how the workplace is being affected and that's there's a big chunk of that is with with women leaving you know yeah. and it's it's crazy so they have got the corporate have got to wake up and well all businesses have got to wake up and it's how you educate but it's i think it's all of us at the lower level have got to bring about the changes by a collective to push the changes forward from the top unless like you know obviously you're working with c-suite women that they have that sort of you know that 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 um they can command that power but invariably there aren't that many women by mm. comparison that we were just talking about 51 percent of the um population are female but yeah. that isn't replicated at board level because there are so many things that impact women that leave on that career journey because of yeah. having children and childcare and menopause and things like that. A lot of women do step down from positions as well. So we find that quite a lot of ladies, when they're experiencing the height of their perimenopause symptoms, will not put themselves forward for promotions. They won't actually accept the big project leads they'll step down from positions of senior managerial roles because they just don't feel their confidence is there anymore. So it does have a financial impact on these women's lives because if you think about if I didn't then go for a promotion, which was maybe going to give me, you know, a 10, a 20, a 50 grand a year pay rise, that's over the length of my time working. My pension's impacted. My monthly income is impacted. Mm Mm-hmm. So this has a financial impact on women as well. And we're able to really help all of these females to overcome through a lot of really low hanging fruit, really simple things that we can do straight off. So within the first few weeks, you start to feel a bit better in your health. 
And then over the course of those months together, we're able to look at, well, what do we need to do so this is a forever thing for you? So you feel good forever from now on. And yeah, it is, it's challenging. But you know, one of the most alarming statistics that we've got is that over 70% of the government workforce in the UK and the Republic of Ireland are female. And if we were to think about the fact that, you know, we, we've praised the NHS throughout the whole of the COVID and the pandemic situation, if we were then to look at that and think the majority of those NHS workers that were female were struggling through their menopause stages of life, their perimenopause and their postmenopause years, yet they still showed up. But if yes. it comes to the point that they're unable to show up, what do we do then? What do we do if there's a mass of women that hit that significant spike in how they feel that can't get out their bed in the morning and they just can't make it to their work? Mm. Then what do we do? No, we don't I have mean, nurses, very, very, we don't have surgeons, we don't yeah. have porters, we don't have, you know, it's all these key individuals in our infrastructure and our economy. So it's not just at the corporate level, it's also within our government. Coming at it from the way the, the, the world is at the moment, well, certainly the UK is at the moment, there yeah. are more jobs out there as it is than there are people to fill them. It's yeah. a challenging, challenging environment for organisations as it is right now because they can't mm. find the staff for the jobs and the vacancies they've got. It's a real challenge following um, Brexit, following COVID, yeah. because it's really mixed it all up and really impacted it tremendously but yeah. I, I do wonder you know with the changes that women are going through as well because obviously with that changes of the body yes I know it brings with all those those issues which is brilliant that you're you're helping with tremendously and it's going to help and it, and it is helping already so many women but what if we look at it also from another perspective it's, it's bringing about that time to sort of question as well mm. is this really what I want to do like Mm. It happened for you. I mean, look at how you yeah. have now developed a whole new career. Is it something that's pushing people to then go, hang on a minute. Do you know what? I've gone down this route because this is what I've been told that I should be doing because I've got to be a career woman. Da, da, da. And actually, mm -hmm. suddenly you go, and it's, you know, it's true of men as well, you know, male and women, but we're talking women specifically at the moment. But, you know, there, there comes a point in your life when things happen and they happen for a reason for you to take a step back to reflect and go, is this is this what I want? Is this fulfilling my passions? Is it is yeah. it my purpose in life? Am I what am I doing? Yeah. Am I just literally pushing myself to the nth degree for the for the shareholders? Or is this doing me some how do I feel? Is this my soul's purpose? Am I being fulfilled through the work that I'm doing? Yeah. Or am I just churning stuff out for the It's such a it's such a kind of yeah, it's like a a nervous system disruptor when we have that. I call it, I called it my me moment. So what I mean by that was I, I had had some time out of the corporate life and I explain this in the chapter of the book um, where I'd been made redundant from a career that I'd had for 14 years and it gave me an opportunity to have that disruptor where I came out of the corporate cogs and I actually seen life. And I thought, this is good. I like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but obviously there comes a point where we need the money again. And I went back into the corporate mm -hmm. cogs. And I, my me moment came when I was sat in an open planned office, listening to everybody working. And all I could hear was the like tinkering of fingers on the laptops or the keyboards. And it was just like a complete, <laughs> I, I, 
you're going to laugh at this, but if you've ever seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it's that the the one that Johnny Depp is in. It's that kind of scene where all the squirrels are cracking the nuts and all you can hear is all the nuts falling through the holes. (laughs) So it's like that tink, 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 like tinkering. And I just remember sitting there and I lifted my head up to look at everybody. Everybody was head down. This was a massive open planned office. All you could hear was the clicking of mouses, tinkering of keyboards, arguments and mumbling of people who were like, no, that's not right. And I was just sat there and that was my me moment where I went, what the F am I doing here? This is not where I'm Mm. meant to be. And the feeling that came over me was so powerful that I, I think I expressed it in the book to say it was one of those only in the Hollywood film moments where I wanted to just stand up, take my coat in my bag and just be like, I'm out of here and just stroll away, pushing the doors open into the bright sunshine and just being like, I'm free. But, you know, then reality hits and you think, yeah, but I can't because I need the money. So it was one of those kind of me moment situations where that was my moment of finding who I was not knowing what I was going to do but at that point it was that I don't want this this isn't my purpose no exactly and that's it Mm -hmm. but it's recognizing that and you know having the confidence to take that and it's a journey you know people do walk away from stuff I mean I I left working and being unemployed in 2009 so I've been self-employed now for a very long time but set up a limited company in 2014 which is another sort of part of my big journey look at what we can do look at what we're doing today we're sat we're sat recording we, we are in control of our own lives our own destiny and you know I've had conversations when I've had challenging times in the past and it's been suggested that I go back to employment you know and I've got no yeah <laughs> no 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 how do people get in touch with you want to find out more i am very active across instagram if you are on there it's just adele.johnston um if you pop e- even into google adele johnston menopause coach it will come up and you've also got the podcast so across any podcast platforms that you listen to just type in the menopause coach and it will come up and then you can pop over onto my website if you want to check anything out on there. You've also got access to the podcast through there. So AdeleJohnstonCoaching.com. Thank you so much, Del, for coming on and chatting to me again today. It's been You're an so absolute welcome. pleasure. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you've uh, gained a lot. There's plenty of insight in all of that. There's loads for you to have learned in this episode, which... Uh, will ultimately bring happiness to all because actually it impacts on families and you know communities and everything like that if women yeah women's health is important it's so important all health is in help important but this is something that impacts every woman at some point in their yes. life at some age whether it's perimenopause in their in your 30s like Adele or sort of later on into your 40s 50s but it's you know it's so important this has been me Sarah J. Naylor, obviously, Harnessing Happiness. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do rate, review, follow, subscribe, whatever you do um, on your platform, and let's help spread happiness and knowledge globally. Well, it already is global, but, you know, even further. You know, (laughs) knowledge is power. Um, And if you want to get in touch with me, it's um, sarahjnaylor.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm everywhere like Adele is. (laughs) We're not too difficult to find. But thank you again so much, Adele, and thank you all for listening, and take care until next time. Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.